Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, me and V are gonna sit down and talk about a whole bunch of different things. Also, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Um, I hope you guys had a great time with your families and all that stuff. I hope you didn't go into too much debt buying presents for everybody, uh, especially if you have a girlfriend cause or boyfriend because Valentine's Day is right around the corner and you're going to be spending money again so yeah but we don't do like crazy stuff no it's nice you're my present <laughs> uh before we get into it make sure you check us out on hybridstrengthcoach.com we have every stinking program you can think about whether it's olympic weightlifting powerlifting bodybuilding strongman general athletics general fitness anything else you can think of we got it you can try it all for an entire week free just click the seven day free option at checkout if you missed our last episode um i mentioned there and i'll mention again that i am also taking on a few not too many uh personal clients so if you want to take it a step further and work with me directly you can learn more about that um just by emailing me at hayden h-a-y-d-e-n at hybridperformancemethod.com um, and I am happy to coach you guys in basically anything um, but the things that interest me the most are Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting or if you want to combine those two things um, and do a super total program with a little bit of aesthetics mixed in there. I love that stuff so if that sounds like something you like hit me up and uh, we'll chat about what we can potentially do together. With that being said, I think that's it. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours, and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for you know quite some time, so maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago, and I had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels, and as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go through the results with you, and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. Today, you sent me something uh, before this episode I didn't really say even, a bunch of stuff. I didn't understand this at all, but what? I'm going to go ahead and read this. <laughs> what? You said, do you ever have conversations in your head? Like if you saw a YouTube video, like the guys who were asking height and weight, I was having a conversation in my head about what I'd say to them and how it would play out. Babe. Please explain. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Dude. 
<laughs> um, babe, you know, Crystalia talks about this. Explain. Yes, like. I believe you. I just uh, I don't know what you're. What you're okay, getting. like I said, a scenario just plays out like oh. in real life, or I don't know. Let's. I'm, I have to give something specific so you understand. Like, let's say uh, you had a conversation with someone and you didn't mm. say what you wanted to say and it kind of oh, like yeah. was left in a place where... You're like, I should have said this. Like, then later on you're by yourself and you just have these scenarios in your head and just keep playing out the conversation in different ways. Right. Or you're watching TV or you're watching a fight or whatever it is that you're yeah. observing and you just have these conversations in your head as like what you would have said and like how you expect the the situation to play out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's <laughs> to totally normal. I think like I mean, dude, have you ever had a have you ever had a really embarrassing moment? Like those are ones that I've, I like off the top of my head, I can't think of one now, but I've definitely had embarrassing moments where like years later, it just pops in your head to just, just humble you a little bit. Or and even then you're like, oh, and you play that, what you should have said in the moment. Back or it's even, even situations where that haven't happened yet and you're just rehearsing it in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. just think of the things that you would say or, or even in situations where you just wish... Yeah, you just wish you would have said certain oh my things. God. You just reminded me of something so hilarious because this is obviously something that all the entrepreneur brings Are you just do. having fights in your head with people that you no longer talk to and try <laughs> to like, you know, make them understand that you're correct and, you know, that's why you're no longer friends or something like that? Remember Gino the Ghost? No. Well, he Who's actually, that? yeah, uh, where is he? Gino... the ghost so he he loves um cracking jokes about the uh oh that's this guy's name yeah oh okay yeah he loves cracking jokes about what he calls entrepreneur bros yes really extra. and he's at he actually he did one on um someone that i know yeah that was really did funny we, and this, this guy is a good guy but he's super intense um it's the muscle uh, for any of you who are aware of, of who that is from um, the Diesel Brothers. And uh, let me just pull it up. I don't know who that is. But these guys. But you got excited and you're like, I know this guy. They're. Uh, become skillful in weaponry. <laughs> and I'm not saying this for just the men on this call. When I knew my weapon was next to my bed. Take it easy, John Wick. First of all, <laughs> stop yelling at me. You're on a video call with him. The, it, it, we're, what reminded me of this was that we were talking about people who like play out the scenarios that haven't happened yet. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Like he's playing out this scenario in his head where like if somebody breaks into my house, yeah. I'm going to turn him into Swiss cheese yeah. or whatever. Well, uh, let's keep Listen, walking. Listen, I... Let's finish. Let's okay. Fucking idiots that paid you $300 for this Zoom call. You don't have to yell. I'm powerful as shit. When someone steps into my house, I'm smiling. That motherfucker's dead. I'm gonna make him Swiss cheese. And I'm probably gonna drink his blood when I'm done. Because you don't come into my house and threaten my family. I'm sorry, you're gonna do what?
We don't have to watch the whole thing, but it's so funny because they, I don't know why, it's this thing in the, like, entrepreneur bro culture that you just have to be way too intense all the time. Remember that other guy we watched and he was like, the point that he was trying to make was you shouldn't need adversity to force yourself to work hard. You should just be able to make yourself work hard all the time because that's what's best for you, yeah. right? But the scenario he painted was like, imagine, she's <laughs> wearing a super tight white shirt. Imagine somebody comes into your house, they kidnap your family. It's like, I bet you could 10X your business then. Oh. Why does somebody have to kidnap your family for you to do? It's like, whoa, whoa, like settle down, you know? Like the stuff doesn't have to be that intense. So the guys who pretend that their morning routines are, are like oh that one guy that you were I like, had a bit of back and, back forth, and with him. forth with yes. But he uh, those guys are so ridiculous. This guy literally he was on uh, no jumper and he he was saying that he goes to bed at two forty five in the morning. No, sorry, he wakes up. At 2.45 in the morning. Goes he goes to bed at 11. Or 10, okay. or 10 or 11. Yeah, 11. Doesn't matter. And, uh, he, you know, it was like noon when he was on the podcast or something in California. And he said he had already had two wo yeah. workouts. Woke up at, at 2.45. He's had two workouts. He's already made $80,000. And he's zoomed over, uh, like, whatever, some sort of, I don't know what the drive was, over to uh, the studio to shoot this this podcast with adam 22 and it's just like one no you didn't right and two if you're doing that that's extremely unhealthy and you're gonna yeah. die in like no, like a few months of doing that you can't sleep three hours a night you i mean i don't know <laughs> i mean there's probably cases where there's people who simply just can't sleep but that's if you're problem. operating it's called insomnia well, it's not good for you yeah but if you're operating in this manner where you're working out that much, I don't understand how you don't go to sleep at like 5 p.m. You um, know? Have you ever met someone who actually wakes up early who's not full of shit? Like Francesco. Francesco wakes up at like legit 5 in the morning. He's done his entire work day by like 11. Yeah. Oh. Goes for a hike. Hangs out with his kid and his eyes are physically forcing yeah. themselves shut at like 7, 8 p.m. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a person who's actually up and doing things from like an early time. But it's like these guys, I just like, I know you're you, lying. You're probably just doing cocaine all the time. Yeah, so, so much cocaine, cocaine and trend that they're just unable yeah, to sleep. That, those guys look like they've done a little too much testosterone that day. Like every day they do a little bit of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah. They're so intense. Yeah. It's just so unnecessary to like <laughs> live your life in that extreme. It is. Well, Whatever. Let me, let me find the guy who goes, uh, who does the wife or your family getting kidnapped thing. No one cracks. That was me. a different guy. Right? Uh, well, he actually reviewed this one also. Where is it? I don't know why I'm yawning so much. I wonder Let's see. I think it's this one. This might be the craziest entrepreneur bro video we've ever seen. Take your shirt off. Oh, is that the guy? Oh, this is a different, it's the same guy, but. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Take your shirt off, girl. <laughs> Makes this guy take his shirt off. Yes, sir. So messed up. 
Okay, doesn't bother you enough. Well, put your shirt down. We don't need this. This is the last time I want you to take your shirt off in front of a group of people and not be in the shape you want your children to be in. Is this a scene from The Office? Here, take your shirt off. Okay, Garrett, now take your pants off. Pull your dick out, Garrett. Show us how big your dick is, Garrett. This is an HR violation. Garrett isn't even in bad shape. Come on, Garrett. He's like 30. Did you show the guy next to him? <laughs> 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 we gotta talk about what he's wearing here. These pants that he's wearing, these are jeggings. In fact, take those, yeah, off. Got those, take those boat slippers off, Andy. This is the last time I want you to do a motivational speech That's wearing your kids' girly pants. Outfit. These jeans are a size 24-24. Yeah. In the end, they interview the guy, and he's praising him. And there's people in this world that can look at that and they can say, wow, he shouldn't do that to him, this is crazy, he's being, old. He's being mean, or... You can use that as a resource, uh, and you can tap into okay. that limitless potential. Wait, pause that. Society. He's a he's a brainwashed entrepreneur. No, bro this in is this is what happened right before this guy just did the interview. The other dude was like, "All right, now we're gonna okay. <laughs> hey, John, come here. All right, all right, so stand here. All right, now can you just give me a just? <laughs> we're gonna film this right now, and can you just give me a little bit of like a little, you know." review of what just happened out there yeah just go ahead, go and why it was so good for you and this guy <laughs> is being put on the spot probably <laughs> yeah. okay he's he's not he in another scenario he probably wouldn't have done that and then he's gonna think months later hopefully he'll realize like hey that didn't need to happen <laughs> what the hell so did i ridiculous. involve myself in that's such a weird culture <laughs> But so this is odd. what happens to those guys. I feel like that's emasculating. Of course it is. A man is forcing you to disrobe in front of a group of people. What are you doing, dude? Get but a hold of yourself. What happens is these guys, they go to these little these seminars, Ugh. and they become, they get taught how to teach what that guy's teaching. And it's an endless yeah. cycle of people it's teaching like other, yeah, almost. Yeah, of like people teaching other bros how to be entrepreneur bros, but the only thing they're selling is teaching people how to become entrepreneur it's bros. So weird. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's so. That's. I mean, weird. that's mo a lot of these like. It's so. Mentorship odd. programs used to be something in like things like if anyone's ever heard of Strategic Coach, that was a legitimate one that was like early on that a lot of guys in, in business did. But then all these people realized that once their careers sort of fizzle out in other areas. They can make this pivot into mentorship where they teach people how to build businesses like the businesses they built that had moderate success yeah. and maybe won't have long-term success. But they're doing it because out of necessity because they need to find a new thing. Mm. And then those things, some of them actually end up doing well. But it's like all you're doing is teaching people these short-term, you know. There, There is a... Another category for women that do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like the lady boss category. They have different. Obviously, they have like their own little terminology. Their own little whatever you want to call it. Like I'll have to find it. I have it probably saved somewhere. They all have different names, and they're all just basically just trying to help you live a better life. I guess. Oh yeah, like the life coach thing. Those guys are something as well. Trying to help you, like, there's one that was trying to help you, like, get into your feminine. Okay. I mean, 
yeah, that's what most of these are. But it's like you're not really teaching anything. I want to find the one. And there's the ones that are like the couples that teach you how to. Uh, what is it? They're they're just trying to help you. I guess be a, be a better couple. Maybe that's that's what it was. Or I don't remember what. There's so many categories. Relationship coaching. But they're all like mentorship programs or mastermind courses. Mm. And they are very expensive. They're like thousands of dollars. They charge you an obscene amount of money. They try to pay, make you pay up front. And they only need like I don't know if you do it. Yeah, every every quarter. Yeah. Like yeah. how much? Yeah. yeah how many get, people pe- do? People can make good money off this, but it's like. Yeah, but they're, they're selling bullshit. They're selling bullshit, and, and it's, it's like every really person sad. who's ever sold a t-shirt on the internet. And they're selling it now. to people who are probably in a really vulnerable position, who. Right. Are going to be prone to wanting to just feel some form of better and they're like well sense of belonging i don't know what else to do these people like here's here's the the kidnapped one no one right now just getting an example kidnapped your family and said they were going to kill them unless you triple production or revenue (laughs) in your company you fucking do it in a heartbeat (laughs) why's that even got to happen because until you put your back against the wall you don't even play to 20 percent of your full potential trying to say is like you should work hard all the time it shouldn't take adversity for you to uh, this is what i said before hey just yeah. say that you don't <laughs> have to come up with some crazy fucking example so ridiculous though right it's like it's so intense yeah that's it the entrepreneur bros they're the they're the new like version of the um mentorship group mm-hmm. right they're like the ones that they're like the extreme really aggressive most ridiculous i think category so that's been a fun one to watch and this guy if you guys i've talked about him on the podcast before but if you want to go look at his content i find it hilarious uh his handle is at gino the ghost and he's uh, hilarious we should have him on your pod yeah i actually spoke to him about that and uh, i can't remember where we left it but yeah that would be super cool um what, what else do you want to talk about um, oh, something heartwarming that this whole Gail yeah, Lewis thing. I can't believe it. First of all, this has gone, I mean, astronaut astronomically viral to the point yeah. where people are making shirts, kind of bangers of shirts. And too. then that one guy that freaking made or uh, had her sign a Walmart shirt, 
Oh my and God. then they sold, they tried to sell it on eBay. Was that even real? Yeah, I think so. So like he flew. Okay. So hold on first. Let's intro, let's introduce people to Gail Lewis. Oh, okay. okay. If you guys don't know who Gail Lewis is, you have to go online right well, now. I'm gonna, I'll play the, I think this is the initial video. Okay. Attention Walmart. This is Gail Lewis. 10 year associate. Morris, Illinois. 844. Signing out. Good night. <laughs> oh my god. So this is an example of like what meme culture did with it. So Yeah. Essentially that wasn't the whole video. The original video is this lady, Gail Lewis, she's worked at Walmart for like ten years. Uh I guess she liked the job, uh, but she had a, be a better job, a job that pays more. So she had to quit. This was her last time signing out. It was an emotional experience for her. She recorded, she had somebody record yeah. her, you know, signing off over the intercom for the last time. And the way that she did it just kind of opened the door to all these people to make sort of video memes or whatever of like her clocking out and then these like, tr like war tributes to her or like all time athlete tributes. Yeah. And like people yeah, in the comments so many are different like, ones. I remember the epic. Aisle seven cleanup of ninety eight. Yeah, like, everyone's Gail, comments. Were Gail's the goat. <laughs> like so ridiculous. Hilarious. Every time. <laughs> Give her a purple cart. Like a purple <laughs> yeah. heart. Wait, go down and read. She did four tours in electronics. Oh my god. She served during the great toilet paper shortage of twenty twenty two. Show some damn respect. Oh my god. Eighty two confirmed cleanups on aisle four. <laughs> like it just goes on forever. It's so funny. But they've done so much with this, like so many hilarious videos, and I'm sure mo like most people have obviously seen this. It's been going on for like for over a month. I don't know um, how long it's been. It feels like a, a long time. Long. Yeah, maybe months. But um, yeah, I don't know when she, the first video. People made shirts that were awesome, like really they cool, like graphic tees. <laughs> they were actually like, I'd wear it. <laughs> they were good. And then the thing that you were talking about was uh, this guy, I guess, contacted, found her contact information somehow, contacted Gail Lewis, and then ha brought her wall, had her wall, her sign her Walmart vest. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Her vest? I don't remember. Framed it, put it up on eBay. And people bid that up to over $400,000 to the point where eBay was like, this is ridiculous. It's like, this is obviously too much. Like you can't, I don't know if they, they get flagged over a certain amount. I don't That's know insane. How many people are buying things for $400,000 Do eBay. they not want to make commission off of it? I think they just maybe thought it was fraud. Like, you know, or I don't know. Or who knows? Maybe it wasn't legitimate and people were just like betting to like take the piss a little bit. Or bidding. How would they know? I don't know, because I, I think you get in trouble if you bid on stuff and then you win and you back out of it. But um, either way, eBay took the listing down, so they had to find he... This is all alleged, by the way. Yeah, let me see. Um, we don't know if it's... <laughs> let me see if I can Just Google it. Um, um, but but yeah, so now he this guy apparently found uh, another platform that will host him. And, um, yeah, but this is all alleged. I, I want to know if it's true, but yeah, there was a post that basically explained Gail all Lewis of this. Best. Being sold for charity. Oh. So it, it so it did it's it did sell on the new website for eleven thousand dollars. 
And this is the guy. Oh my god. Wow. So, $11,000 or a signed Walmart vest. I want to meet the guy who bought that. Because it's kind of funny. It's like a funny piece of pop culture, but it's such a 15 minutes of fame yeah, I know. pop culture thing that it's like... How? Like, everyone's going to forget about this soon. Yeah. And then, in what, like 20 years, you're just going to have this frame thing on your wall. You're like, yeah, that's Gail yeah. Lewis. I mean, I don't know. maybe for a man cave, it's kind of funny. Maybe, it just, I don't know. I guess it depends. Maybe the guy collects other stuff, too. Who maybe, knows? Maybe he's a Walmart, like, enthusiast. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's pretty cool. It would You know what would have been cool? If it did sell for, like, $400,000 and he gave her the money for it. Mm. Well, but she, I don't think she needs it. She was getting a better another job. That's what happened. She was leaving Walmart to go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, but you know whatever the job is, I'm sure four hundred grand was uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you went. Of course. If she's at Sam's Club now, you know, and it's like a better role or whatever. Yeah. God, I hope we don't find out some crazy shit about her. Like someone finds out that she's like a secret. Uh, serial killer or some shit. No way, man. Gail's <laughs> so wholesome. <laughs> uh, let me see what else we got here. They found so many videos of her. There was a video of her... Well, she put out like silly ones on her own. On, right, like, Facebook so people just grabbed them and they... <sighs> the one where she was with somebody else and she was like... <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. She was in the kitchen doing something. I don't know. There's a we lot. saw so many. Her giving reviews on food items and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. What did you want to... What was this test picking me up thing that you wanted oh, to do? Oh, but we have to do that. Yeah. Okay, that was... Hold on. Let me see this here. Let me send it. Um, hold on a second. So, I don't know why, because the note's not loading here, but I can do this. Oh. Grab it from here. So, so this is like a technique to pick up an un unconscious okay. person. Okay, here's, yeah, so here's, here's what happened in my head. Okay. <laughs> I saw this video, and I thought to myself, Huh. One of my big fears right now <laughs> is that if we're somewhere and you pass out or like something's on fire and we're trapped or something and it's up to me yeah. to remove you or take you somewhere. Right. Like you get injured or something or you're unconscious or whatever and I have to carry you and you are so fucking heavy. And since I've gotten better, I keep on like test picking you up, uh -huh. like right. just upright. You're and I'm like, to hey, pick me up. And I like, do like it for that. I do it for a while too. Now I hold it for a while, <laughs> and like every time, like I start to like increase yeah. the time where I yeah, yeah. you're progressively you. overloading. <laughs> yeah, over time. So I was thinking like. I honestly don't know if I'm strong because you need to have some kind of strength to do that. 
Well, because, yeah, you, you have to be able to get up off the floor you have with to, another human's body. He has some momentum. If you can, if you watch that video, if you watch the part, the beginning part. Okay, so legs. See, he's doing, he's doing it all okay. fast. So he's, some of it has to be like momentum. Uh, he's, he's obviously strong as well. They're yeah. both kind of the same, um, they seem like they're kind of the same. Similar size. Size, yeah. I mean, you might be able to. It's, it, I think it's gonna depend on whether or not you can get your knee under. So I'll have to play this video. But I don't know. I, you're, it's gonna be weird. See, maybe this. Maybe Caesar can clip this. We'll, uh, after the podcast, we'll have V try it. We'll see how far she can get, if you can get me up on your back like that. Let's see. Because yeah. he does make it seem easy. And I guess the reason why you're showing that is because it's supposed to be an easier way to get someone up, right? Well, yeah. That, I what, does, what does the uh, caption say? I actually uh, never read it. It says two techniques. Well, it's, it's in French. There's two extraction oh, techniques. that's so random. Why is it in French? I don't know. Can I get Canadian, so many so Canadian things. Canadian YouTube. And Canadian YouTube has this force, like... The government forces them to push a certain amount of Canadian content. I'm on Canadian YouTube on my phone? I think well, wherever you oh, are. It's like Europe, Netflix, okay, right? sorry. Like if you're on Netflix yeah, in Europe, sense. you're going to get a different right. different content than if you're here. Well. Um, oh, yeah. I Hold just on, check. thought that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we should try it. I Honestly, I think I bet you can do it. You're pretty strong now. now I, know, I know I'm a lot stronger I feel more confident too in. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, they're legitimate doctors. They're not gonna push any BS on you. They're gonna do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're gonna have the best service possible in this space. Yeah, so I, let's test it out. That'll be fun. Um, what else you got? Why don't I this freaking note isn't updating, but let me, oh, you were talking about this the other day and, um, like part of me, knows the answer and part of me is still confused. And we were talking about like, why do people do things like climb Mount Everest? Yeah. Okay. And I think you, on the one hand, you can apply that to anything, right? Like powerlifting like why did i want to squat 700 pounds why did i want to bench 400 or you know like why were why do we randomly just want to push the envelope and i think it's just like a natural thing that humans want beings want to do and then just the circumstance of life sort of lets you like makes you fall into a category somewhere you find something you go down that rabbit hole right like some people it's cycling some people it's like mm -hmm. whatever you go down that rabbit hole and it's just human instinct to want to push that thing as far as you can until you either realize you're not very good right <laughs> yeah. and you stop and you give up or, or you die or you realize you are good and you <laughs> get to like a really high level of that but the thing that confuses me slightly <laughs> with these, like specifically with the- The Mount Everest. Mount Everest one is like, we were just reading 12, so it's been like a, it's been a big year for Everest 
in terms of people dying. The most deaths. Yeah. Nope. According to... 12 deaths and three people missing. And I'm pretty... I'm no expert, but I imagine if you're missing on Mount Everest, you're probably dead. There's no way that you are going to be found in some cave somewhere, you know, still alive. It's just the... You run out of supply, so... Yeah. You know what? And what's what's crazy to me about the whole Mount Everest thing is that... um, well, there's actually, there's a million things that are crazy about this. My mom actually went to base camp of Mount Everest, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. What's the elevation of that? Let me check. Elevation. I can't believe people just choose to do this, though. Um, I am so uncomfortable outside right now. It's like 37 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look at that. Just to get to base camp is almost 18,000 feet. So let's put it into perspective. Like, for example, like how how many feet how many feet of elevation is for example Breckenridge slopes or Banff peak elevation oh. no not peak elevation I want to go I'll put something where people actually have been no, I'm saying of Breckenridge okay to thirteen thousand but that's not what I meant I meant the actual slopes. So that's probably like the highest. Yeah. The Breckenridge's Ski Ski Resort Summit elevation reaches. So that's the highest point on the mountain of Breckenridge. And then put Banff. Wow. I don't know what mountain is there. Well, just Google it. Banff Ski Resort. Peak in Banff elevation. What do you have to... Right here. Those are not high at all. No, that's meters. Oh, meters. So just three, six, twelve meters into feet. Eleven thousand feet. So it's nowhere close. But that and that's just base camp. That's like the first checkpoint on Everest. Yeah. The highest peak of Everest. What's that? Oh no, that's so high. It takes like I think it said it takes like two months or three months. It's thirty thousand feet. Yeah, it it takes about I forget what it. The thing is, it takes a couple of months to go up and down. I've been to uh, if you make it alive. I've been to thirteen thousand feet, and that was a lot. Like that was the one of the peaks at Machu Picchu. That was like. Even just being in Cusco, which I think is like 9,000, it was either 9,000 or 11,000 uh, feet. Like, I remember getting off the plane and like walking up a, a, like a little bit of a hill to where, like looking for my uh, Airbnb, and just being out of breath. How much was the Breckenridge one? Breckenridge was, I think, 13, let me see. Breckenridge, yeah, 13,000. Okay, so it's similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just being up there. But imagine being that high and how you climbed a mountain, though, to get up there. Like, it's a long apps. Yeah. Uh, it's stairs that are super uneven. It's big stones all the way to the top of Machu Picchu. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And what, the thing that's actually the worst part about doing that one is going... So going up is obviously super exhausting, but coming back down... It's worse. You're, it's wor- it's wor- worse because your knees hurt. Because think about... 
when you're going up, like you're contracting your muscle every time, right? So you're getting fatigued, but on the way down, you're just like landing hard every step. Yeah. You know, just like impact all the way down the mountain, you know, for several hours. And it's like, by the time I, I was at the bottom of that, I was like, I was hurting. I was hurting. I was unpleasant. How long did it take? I want to say the entire thing to get up was maybe, I can't remember so long ago, maybe three or four hours. Wow. But I remember people telling me that it was uh, way shorter than that. Way shorter. And then I was coming back down, when I was coming back down the mountain, there's basically there's a section where anyone can go to and you pay to get into like the sort of like park area. And you can walk up a certain amount. And then once you get to this point, it's like another level of difficulty and you have to pay again to go up. Wow. So when I was coming back down and passing that, there were literally a group of morbidly obese people who were paying and I wanted to be like, I didn't cause I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I wanted to be like, you're not going to make it. That's crazy. You know, like you're just wasting your money cause you're going to get 20 minutes if you're lucky up this thing and it's going to be That's really insane. difficult. The steps are big too. It's not like nice stairs, right? No, like that are, no, like, no. You know? measured and it's just like a big ass rock and then another big ass rock and the small one and the big one. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Especially if you're not in uh, I I don't understand for it. the, the mindset of these people that knowingly, I mean, they, they're doing this thing where people will die. Like it's not just, mm -hmm. they might die. No, there's deaths every single year. So, Oh, let's see who, you know, draws that wow. short end of the stick that day, uh, that year. It's scary, man. Right? And it's not like one person, it's several people will well, die. We were talking about this also, but how ridiculous is it, though, that you'll get some guy from like Europe or Canada or Australia, US, wherever, and they'll go climb it once. They'll like get in the newspaper, you know, they'll be oh, like, yeah. big celebrations all about it. Yeah. Like, how about the Sherpas who just, that's their job to just yeah. climb you who are basically, you know, they've a done so many trips to the top of Go to that article and, and see just to, just to check how many trips they've done. Like the ones that, um, um search, search Sherpa. It was in this article. I don't know. Just do it real quick. Or maybe I did a separate search. I think it must be different, but I, th I think it was like 15 times that they had, the guy had done it. It was a lot. It was like 13 or 15 or something. So many yeah. trips. Just checked it off. And it, he had, so it was like, and I think the rate at which he was doing it was like two a year. Okay. Yeah. Which is nuts. So this guy's climbing Mount Everest twice a year. No one knows his name. He's also the guy carrying all the, like the packs and the supplies and the guy who has the, you know the knowledge. I can't and, believe it. And they get paid um, like seventy five thousand a year per trip. per trip. I mean, that's. I'm sure. I'm sure in Nepal where that is. So that's a lot much of money. money. I'm sure that goes a long way there. Yeah. But um, I mean, but in terms of like the danger of that and risking your life every time you do that, it's wild. 
Yeah. And, but you, I guess you said it takes what? 30 days to get to the top? No, it takes like at least two months. Oh, so. At least. I can't remember how many, but it's not. So it's still 75 grand for four months of work a year. It's not, not I mean, it's really hard work, obviously, but you get the remaining eight months to just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder think, if they're training. Like I don't all think year they. I don't think they do whatever. <laughs> Those guys are probably working all year. You think? Like, how much do you need to work though? I don't know. I'm making stuff in, up. In <laughs> I feel like you'd want to chill after that. Like, yeah. You don't just get back and like now you're. Doing well, look it up. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know. Look it up. What do the Sherpas do all year? What? What do the Sherpas that climb Mount Everest Sherpas do all year? Like, they do. clearly don't climb all year. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they must only do one trip per year because it can only be climbed a few months of the year. Yeah. Wait, the the question, sorry. Since Everest can only be climbed a few months out of the year, what do the Sherpas do the rest of the time where they're not Sherpaing? <laughs> oh my God. Was, this is, we're, we're, at, we're accidentally so ignorant in our terminology because look at what the first comment is. Sherpa? The Sherpa are a people, not a job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Like forgive Apache us, internet, for that. Basque. We didn't. We didn't say that. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it was like if you the pe- I thought the people who help you climb Mount Everest <laughs> are called Sherpas. I didn't okay. know that that was a well. Yeah, was a no, type those of, are the Sherpas are like just in that area. That's a type of uh, a people. Uh, yeah. What's uh, the word? Like Apache person. or Basque or Inuit. Yeah. They are a group of ethnic people in a geographic area. Okay. Okay, but so it says. But you understand. He understands what the question yeah, is. So I hope he the, answers the, it. The question is not that. Now to your climbing Sherpa question. Okay, climbing Sherpas run the gamut. The summer Sherpa, where on Everest can make all the money they might need climbing for a year and two climbing seasons. Go back to work on their family tea houses. Uh, with their earnings and build a sustainable income. Okay, or they're climbing other peaks. And like many other places in the world, a few might blow their money on alcohol or gambling. I mean, uh, dude. Yeah. But I mean, because there's nothing to do. So you're it. telling me they climb. Some of these guys, they will climb Everest. They will come back, not train at all, and just. That's not what it says. Yes. No. They will blow their money on alcohol or gambling. They might. Um. Go to one of the climbing schools and invest in more gear and building their own guiding or trekking company. And, like in many other places of the world, a few might blow their That's fine. On no, I wasn't discounting that. But I'm saying there's different and, options. And just scrape by to the next time. No, but you're not understanding my point. Yeah. My point is there are guys yeah. who go climb Everest, yeah. take the rest of the year to booze, yeah. And then just go climb Everest again? <laughs> yeah. Some of them are, yeah. People train like their whole lives to climb Everest. I know. And these guys are just are like, whatever. Like, is well, this just a gig? I feel like what maybe they're doing is they're doing a mixture of those things. I don't think they're just drinking. Uh, I, I guess what what is surprising to me is that 
you do not have to be so in tune and healthy and well trained and prepared. They fucking live up there, I guess. That's what I mean. Like they're just naturally their abilities are. Their lungs and their bodies are built completely different, I guess. Damn. That's insane. You know what? That is just something I've sure never wanted to do. Even being up in that summit is already really hard. Well, it's like anywhere. It's like why people go train in Colorado. If you live in Colorado Springs, like you just are used to the atmosphere. That's why people like train there. And you you will adapt back. Like if it doesn't take that long. Like if you live in a place of high altitude and then you go to a place of low altitude, I don't I don't even think it takes months before you're just climatized to that lower altitude. So it's like people, like, you know, guys who fight in MMA or do distance events, sometimes they'll do a training camp yeah. in Colorado Springs and they'll stay there as long, long yeah. as possible and just go for the shortest amount of time to the new event yeah. to gain that benefit. But you can't, like, just, you don't just get it forever because you live there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I'm sure it helps in that they don't have to get used to the altitude every single time. I think that... I don't, I just don't quite understand these people's mindsets. Like, it's just a risk that is so, it's so enormous. Oh, it's like the guys that would do the, 50, those like, those chance. small cave climbing things. Remember we were watching a documentary on that? Mm. And, the, and the guy went to the one that was, was unmarked and he got stuck upside down. That was insane. Oh, I've, I've never had so much anxiety just watching uh, something that had nothing to do with me. No, I had I, no intention of ever doing I that. I hated that so much. Oh, that was scary. And the guy was just, for people listening, there's this, basically it's a little cave, you know, I guess, I don't know what it's called, but people who like to climb and explore caves. This guy uh, was doing this with um, his brother, I believe, and they went into one of the most difficult caves in, in North America where, you know, you get to points where... Um, it's beyond a certain size of human being. You like can't even physically turn around in them. You're crawling through these little caves in the sides of mountains. And this guy went farther than the marker of the farthest anyone has ever traveled or mapped it. He got to a point where he realized if he went any further, it was just a straight down and then dead end. And there wasn't enough room for him to turn around without going into this little crevice. So the guy was into the crevice. I'm head, so anxious. I know, it's so uncomfortable. It goes in head first and then realizes oh. he doesn't have enough room to swing his legs it's down. It's literally straight, up straight down. The yeah. crevice, go, or maybe it's like like that. No, it's like pretty much straight down. And he is, I don't know how many hours it was. How many? Uh, well, he... His brother was farther back. He called them, t- told him not to come to where he was. So the brother was able to, uh, or no, the, the brother tried to pull his feet, mm. right? Couldn't get him out because of the leverage. Um, cause they said the guy was like six feet tall, 200 pounds. And the only person who had gone anywhere even close to how far they went was like 160 pounds, five foot six or something like little guy. So whatever the brother is able to get out, go get help, come back with an entire rescue crew. Rescue crew, uh, tr- this guy's been there for hours at this point. Obviously super uncomfortable. His breathing's getting more difficult because, you know, your body is not meant to flow yeah, blood in that direction. All the organs are cr- like 
pressing down. All the blood is like getting pooled in the brain, they, they said creating his, pressure. His legs were in extreme pain, mm -hmm. so they tried to like they had to fasten a pulley system all throughout this cave so they could all pull tie on tie them it, on the legs, tie them on the legs. But they said that was so painful. It was for him. Uh, yeah, painful when they were pulling on the legs. At one point, they were like thinking of breaking his legs. Because yeah, because of the angle, they couldn't get him like. Yeah. Out over the oh angle. Oh god, I just oh my god. Well and unfortunately what ended up happening was, you know, they tried to save him for as long as they could and then they it got to a point where he was just unresponsive. Right. And they eventually uh realized he wasn't breathing anymore and that he died. And he was he was there for like I don't know what it was. I wanna say something like twenty hours upside down, just suffering. I I can't. I can't. It was the one of the most. Is, and the guy and they couldn't get the body out, so the guy's just that's his like he's tomb. There. That's his tomb. They close. They. They filled. First of all, they filled it in. They cemented the. Before the this show. event happened, there were a couple of other scares from that same. Yeah. It's like, hey, didn't you guys think that maybe this is dangerous? Let's close it down now. But I think that's why people enjoy it. That's like the rush of doing the dangerous thing. For me, I just get no enjoyment out of that. No. You know, I'm not, I don't like bungee jumping. I don't like roller coasters. No. I've gone skydiving, but I don't like that. No. I just did it because it was a cool opportunity no. to do it with the army. The stupidest thing that I you was. Know, I don't, I don't like, what else? No. I don't even like horror movies. I don't want to be made I, to be uncomfortable. I liked no horror reason. movies when I was in seventh grade. And it was like middle school era. And <laughs> it was like, all I would watch was horror movies. <laughs> And then I grew out of that, and then I just couldn't watch them ever again. And now, like, I can't sit through, like, Saw or any any of those type of movies. When we were watching, um, uh, what's that, the, the serial killer uh, thing that they made, the, they made the series about the, was it a miniseries? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Dahmer? Um, Dahmer. Oh, yeah. I hated watching that. I hate, couldn't finish it because it was so just... Well, to me, that's that's worse than like that's worse than a horror movie because that's you know that that's that actually real. happened. I know, but anything that is even fake that is crushing bones or just people getting tortured or anything like that, like yeah, I, don't want that. I can't stomach it. I you know what I do like anymore things like Forensic Files or but Forensic Files like true like true crime stuff. I can watch Forensic Files because they're not. They're not reenacting it in like a gross way. Yeah, it's just they're just giving you the facts, and they're it's definitely disturbing a lot of the stories. Yeah. But they're not making you emotionally fucked <laughs> in the head by how they're. Well, they're more about like they're more focused on the forensic science and finding right. Like, you know, that's yeah, it's what they're more scientific. It's so. basically like just a marketing campaign for forensic science. At the end, like they all, at the end of every single episode, they do that thing where they're like, and thanks to the miracles of forensic <laughs> science, they were able to, blah, 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 you know, or if it wasn't for forensic science. They do say that he does say that a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hilarious. I know. But that guy's got such like a, uh, his voice. I don't know what it is. They're like, it's just so like, it, it like droning, but like not in a boring way. It's like, you know, when you, like, when you're on the subway yeah. and like the hum of the subway, yeah. it's, it like can kind of make you sleepy. Just that continuous noise that the same cadence 
and yeah. volume. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. That's why we fall asleep to forensic files. <laughs> if you're a ever lot. in a hotel and you can't sleep, I can almost guarantee you at all hours of night on HLN, <laughs> forensic files is Forensic fine. files is always on. There yeah. was a time where we were watching Forensic Files every single night, and it got to a point where I'm like, babe, can't do this anymore. You need to change it up. <laughs> can't do this anymore. We need to watch something else. I think I've seen all of them at this point, so... No, I don't think we have. Really? I don't know. Maybe we have, because we found the Forensic Files too. Well, also the problem is, sometimes, because I fall asleep... I'll miss a couple episodes before yeah. I real I wake that's, up and turn it off. So it's like yeah. every once in a while we find one. Isn't it funny seen. how it's called Forensic Files and then they just made... Why did they make... A, like, it wasn't a new season, was it? Oh, yeah. Because oh, they had like Forensic several... Two? They had several seasons for yeah. regular Forensic Files and then they made Forensic Files 2. Which is the same show. It's the same show, seasons. but a they lot. just made... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because they had like 18 seasons of Forensic Files, and then all of a sudden they're like, now it's Forensic Files 2. Okay. Makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If anyone knows, let us know, because I'm actually interested in that. Could, you guys can play the mustache game. Oh, yeah. This this is a great game. You could treat this as a drinking game, too, if you wanted. Don't do that. <laughs> You'll get really messed but up. Because of the era that the original Forensic Files series is shot in... There is an inordinate amount of mustaches present so mustaches. in every episode. So, many. so we play the game where if you see a mustache, you have to say mustache. And Probably the person, guess. yeah, you, you tally up at the end who... You can't You, you can't say the same the person's same. mustache twice. Yeah. So, yeah, if he comes up again, you can't say mustache it has again. It to be different people's. Right. But you could... No, it can, be, it can be the same guy, but it has to be a different picture. Or, no. No, don't listen to her. That's not true. It's got to be u- unique people. M- one one mustache call per mustachioed person. And uh, you could do it a drinking game, whereas whoever calls mustache, the other person has to drink. Right? Every time the other one person gets it, it'd be good. But you, yeah. you'd be drinking a lot, I think. Check, check the... Yeah, no. I think we're actually good to wrap. Like, we're good for time. Okay. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, make sure you check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. If you like Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, pretty much any strength sport or uh, general fitness workout programming, uh, we've got what you're looking for. You can try any of that for seven days free. Just click the seven day free option at checkout. And if you want to take it a step further and work with me one-on-one, you can now do that. Uh, All you have to do if you want more information on that is uh, email me at hayden at hybridperformancemethod.com if you want to learn Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, uh, super total uh, training, or general fitness, I got you on that. So hit me up and we can chat about uh, what we can do together. Uh, As always, thanks for listening, guys, and... uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year again. We will catch you guys in the next episode.